Hello, I am Jeff. There are many things I will tell you, and they are both notable and ecstatically congruent. You will only hear them after many events, which must now happen. You are encouraged to listen and record appropriately. Hello? What time is it? Who is it? Um, I don't know. I... Situation. Dream. Buddy. Kick. Sorry, honey. I have to take this. We are back here with Cell R and our contingent friendly Lenny Hargrave. And I believe we left off standing in front of the Hall Middle School, which is a location that we got from Danny Corso, the editor of Beyond the Dark. He told us directly this was where our Vic, Darren Hen, had set up a field investigation headquarters to look into the Detroit Jabberwock. And you've been sitting outside this obviously abandoned structure, surrounded by a ramshackle chain link fence that was never really posted properly, staring at this graffiti covered window smashed edifice from your parking spot, nearly a, a block away, but within view. I believe we were deciding to leave and return at nightfall. Look, everybody, I, I understand the desire to be as discreet as possible, but look around, gestures to the shitty neighborhood. I don't think that Detroit PD is going to be canvassing the neighborhood, and honestly, I would doubt they'd even get out of their cars if they saw anybody in here. I don't want to waste any time. I think that this is really important, and why why wait till tonight when we can just check it out today? Because none of us right. are here and officially. Caution is... And um, <laughs> if we get arrested... Why, why, what would we get arrested for? Trespassing? Oh, I don't know. Breaking and entering public government property? And and, and who would arrest us? I, I can think of several people. All right, well... <laughs> Ro- Romeo? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm going to, Ryan's going to turn to Romeo and say, I fucking dare you, nerd. No, no, I'm not going to, what, no, look, we all know who the real nerd is here. Turns to Lenny. 
And he looks into the rearview mirror at Lenny. <laughs> right yeah. Yeah. Holy Holy shit, shit. It's... kid. <laughs> you guys want to see a card trick? Lenny, I thought we told you. No more card tricks done. for you. All right, all right. So, guys, give me. And then Dove like just immediately flies out of his jacket. Give me thirty minutes. Let me let me go in. Thirty minutes of what? Take a look around, see if there's anything that we can find that looks out of place, and then we can get out of here. Let's uh let's take a quick OOC here. That's splitting the party. <laughs> uh, no, it's not. You guys can come in. That's. Oh, you're saying you want thirty? Okay, okay. Back back into character. Hey, uh, there are there are parts in if this is anything like some of the spots in L.A. I, I don't based on what I'm seeing here. I, I don't think the cops are going to come, even if they were called. Much less care if anyone's in here. I mean, look at the graffiti. Look at the neighborhood. It's probably fine. It's those kinds of assumptions. What a what a smart guy, Ryan really claps Lenny on his to back. Bite us in the ass. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. You've never been arrested, have you, kid? No. How old is Lenny? As far as Roizen's can... He's 12 years old. He's, he's a good, Roizen's... solid 12 years old. You'll fit right in in high school. <laughs> yeah, at this point, Roizen's just like, he's the new guy, therefore he's like the it. kid. I just want to make sure I wasn't missing a detail that we explained at one point. No. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. By the way, he's Lady Hargrave is eight years old. He he shouldn't be here. Like he's at not all. An agent. Can, can we take a bathroom break, please? <laughs> Look, I'm I'm with Lenny. I think that we should go in and 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 check it out. I there's no way that cops are gonna come by here, let alone care if they actually see anything. Again, your assumptions will be the death of you. Uh, and us. Yeah. It's more the us I'm worried about. Do you guys want to be lookouts? There's some axioms I have to get you to read here soon. Do you guys want to be lookouts? I think it's time. No. No, we're going in together, but I think nighttime is probably the right time. Tell you what, I've a bit of a compromise can recommend. I need to do a little bit of research and a few Google searches before we go in regardless. How about we sit here for 20 minutes, scope out, see if anybody drives past... Or if anybody calls the cops on the weird group of strangers sitting in the SUV outside of the abandoned school. And if we don't see anybody in the next 20 minutes, half an hour, we'll go in. Fine. All right. Yep. Brian gets out the good. car, though, and, and starts walking around. He doesn't go in the school, but how big is this school, Chris? Is there is it, like, relatively small or is it, like, a giant, like, high, high school? It was once a fairly large middle school. It looks like it was it was servicing a good good part of this area. So what you're what you're seeing is again this this ramshackle, hastily posted fence that is now partially collapsed in many spots. That is around most of the campus. It's overgrown. The asphalt itself on the blacktop is cracked and unkempt, and it does bear resemblance as unfortunately many American schools do to a to a one-story prison it stretches out in a Y pattern over a fairly decent acreage it is a faded red and orange brick now decorated with about every gang sign you can imagine All right. I can't imagine any so uh, oh, I, then it's blank. I can imagine several. <laughs> <laughs> Are we just talking American gangs here, or the Detroit? Detroit, Detroit gangs for sure. Okay, so big. North American. <laughs> Got it. Ryan's gonna get out of the car and just do or say to the group, "All right, 
I'm just going to do a quick round of the perimeter of the building. I'll let you know if I see anything weird. And then when I get back, you guys let me know if you see anybody drive by that looks interested in folks being here. And if not, then we can go ahead and head in. Does that sound fair? Yeah. Lenny, go with him. Yeah, all right. I'll tag along. Ryan turns to Lenny. Hey, take off your pants. <laughs> For you, anything. Can we cut that? <laughs> yeah. Well, we're not going to, but yes, we could. We can cut anything. But That'll yeah, be my note. Whether I will or not. That's the, really the Agent, Agent Ryan and Lenny both start uh, walking due east down the uneven sidewalk on the outside of this partially collapsed chain link fence, leaving Romeo and Royzen in the large black rented SUV. Royzen, you did mention you wanted to maybe jump onto your pocket computer and uh, do some research. What what are you looking for? Uh, so there are two searches that Royzen's going to do. Number one, mm-hmm. she's going to pull up a floor plan of Hall Middle School, um, which okay. should be readily available on any Google search. No, actually, it's going to be really hard to find because of school shooting protocol, but we can give it a try. Okay, I'll take that. Uh, And then the other one is to see if we can find a sewer map of this area. Yeah, like sewer entrances or like a... Like a municipal map? Sewer entrances would be a good place to start, although a municipal map would be ideal. Okay. So, as far as what is available publicly, definitely manhole and sewer entrances, culvert entrances are are mapped. When it comes to anything that's more like mapping the actual utilitarian structures, that's going to be a little bit more difficult to find. What kind of networks do you have access to? I'm assuming they're they're mostly intelligence related. At this point, she would have made some connections inside the CIA as well as her connections in groups across the world most of those won't be of any assistance right now though yeah yeah you're, you're really needing some sort of local connection here to, to dig up what you want quickly i think the best way to find what you're looking for would probably be actually going down to a uh, a building a municipal building and speaking with some city representatives about procuring this i'm in a roll here so it looks like for any greater detail when it comes to the municipal planning of the area, you would probably need to actually go to a permitting office or some such uh, in order to request blueprints, designs of, of those areas. There are likely digital copies, but if they are online, they're going to be behind some sort of gov- government website, local government website. Makes sense. And I believe you also were looking for school plants. Yeah, Florida. Fall middle school. So we're not just bumbling yeah. around in the dark. Gotcha. The light. So, so Sorry, I, I know you. <laughs> I know you mentioned that you you recently saw this for older schools. Remember, Hall Middle School has only been closed for two years because of COVID conditions. Yeah, you're not finding anything online that looks like it's going to even approximate the school's floor plan. You definitely can easily see. Uh, satellite images via something awesome like uh, Google Maps. But a floor plan itself, again, you're going to need to dig a little deeper, look at maybe a contractor who's worked on the school in the past and get a copy of their plans. Or perhaps, again, meet with the city, use some of your law enforcement leverage, 
or something a little bit more trade crafty. Oh, it was worth a try. Sure. I guess it's going <laughs> to guess we're bumbling around in the dark. All right. It is what it Ryan, is. Ryan. Lenny, what's um what are you two up to? So you said this is kind of like a Y shape? Yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of an asymmetrical Y though. Well, we start off say towards the east side of the building walking around the building. Brian keeps his eyes out for a couple things. Broken windows or doors that look like they could be a discreet entrance in as well as to see if there happens to be any movement inside that he can see through the windows or anything like that. Gotcha. So keeping a close eye on the building itself, trying to spy anything yeah, that might be... Yeah, just kind of doing be, like a canvas. Mm-hmm. Anything that might be out of outside. place. You go ahead and roll your, your search. Oh, Jesus, my search is trash. Yeah, I felt that. Well, hey, you, you at least get to throw a check on it. Well, that's just too exciting to even handle. It, it's it's very exciting. I'm excited for you. Thanks, man. Yeah, you, you peer it. from across the split blacktop. Actually, there's some fairly high weeds from this angle that obfuscate your vision a bit. But uh, you're not seeing anything inside. You see jagged glass where obviously the windows have been shattered. They gleam in the sunlight. But no, nothing, nothing like movement. Lenny, on the other hand, is going to be, while trying to look inconspicuous, is also... You know, kind of looking around the neighborhood, seeing if there's anyone who might be looking at them, keeping an eye on them, anything that we should be concerned about. Actually, it's fairly dead. Most of the houses, as, as previously described, are in various stages of decrepitude. In fact, the one nearest to you right now, to your left, looks like it suffered a horrific flash fire. Only, only part of the structure is, is standing. Most of it is charred, burnt to a crisp, unrecognizable as a habitable domicile. Go ahead and roll your stealth anyway. <laughs> you can sh- you can go ahead and check it. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> okay. You'll do better next time. That's what yeah. that means. If, is, if there a, is there anything else that blue team would like to do? Blue team? I don't know. I just picked a color. It sounded like a good one. It's a pretty good color. Uh, well, I also have a disguise skill, so I'm going to pull out my... Uh, Groucho Marks mustache and attach it to my face. That's your. That's how you <laughs> use your disguise skill. That's okay. Minus forty percent. Go ahead and roll. <laughs> Auto, automatic fail. <laughs> mm-hmm. I only have a thirty. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, I could do critical success. Hold on, let's find out. No, that's a fail. There we go. You do not get to check that. Wow, man. You don't get. To... <laughs> Uh, so no, I I mean I just doing a lap of the school and then meeting back up with okay. everybody. So if, if if we don't see anything, yeah, you, then... you 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 make your way around with Lenny. It's it's quite the trek. Again, it's it's a large campus. Uh, you see in the back that they're a small track. It's it's not like an Olympic size. This was a middle school after all. But there's a small track and it looks like a small football and soccer field. Um, some bleachers that have definitely not had any TLC rusted over. Looks like a little bit of a death trap potentially. And uh, yeah, you make your way back around. You see your vehicle in the distance. You walk towards it and soon approach it. Romeo has started to sweat behind the wheel. The sun is creeping up in the sky. It is past noon. Roizen does not look pleased with the work that she's been performing on her computer. Uh, Her brow is furrowed. No luck, huh? None. Did you guys see anybody drive by? Oh, hey, uh, you know, been pretty quiet. So I guess you're right. All right, let's let's head on in. You ready, Royston? Is there like a, a front door, Chris? 
There is, there is, and, and you're, you're parked on that side of the school. And so you four go ahead and gather yourselves. Make your way through a gap, large gap, in the fence across the bare and cracked blacktop to the front of the school building. It's easy once you get to the front door because the chain that has been set here is quite loose and it's missing a lock. So all it takes is Agent Ryan to pull it indelicately through the handles, clatters against the ground, and he holds open the door into the shadowed entryway into the school itself. As Romeo walks by, I go, Boo! Uh, Romeo, I guess roll your sanity. <laughs> no, not there. <laughs> so, uh, Romeo, do you have a physical reaction, um, emotional reaction, I, I, or just none at there all? There was no reaction that... because I was trying to think of how to properly respond as Romeo. And I think mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. response from Romeo would be to unholster his gun and put it under his chin and pull the trigger. No, I'm kidding. Uh, oh, 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 <laughs> Jesus Christ. So you failed your sanity. Well, no, no, un- un- under okay. under Ryan's chin, not his own. But uh, Oh, damn. Oh, holy <laughs> shit. That's a joke. Uh, okay, but, so you are getting arrested. Okay, okay, I see. You're getting arrested one way or another, <laughs> goddammit. You will be right. Shit's happening. Yeah. Uh, no, um, no, Romeo's response is probably he just furrows his brow, like, extremely quizzically <laughs> at Ryan and, and, like, cocks his head back, like... He's just like, I don't get you. It it does not compute. I get it. I get it. Okay. Okay. Well, the agents uh, otherwise soundlessly file into the school. You're greeted immediately by the musty stench of rotting paper. Now, from this dark and cluttered entryway you've stepped into, you see loose assignments scattered across the dirty floors, as if the teachers and the children had hastily fled the school while pursued by some unknown disaster. From here, you can see the windows on the outside of the building. All of them are shattered. Again, they're shining like bare teeth in the light of the sky. All four of you immediately notice, in fact, it's impossible not to, a fresh set of boot prints. These leave distinct impressions on the dusty, dirty linoleum floors. They trail away from the largest of one of the street-facing windows to your left. They go deep into the interior of this garbage-strewn building. Looks like we've got our trail. I really hope those are Darren's, because uh, if those aren't the dead guy's boot prints, we may have another dead guy on our hands. <laughs> mm. At this point, I will need to really understand who's leading the team and who's uh, taking I up the, the old I get the feeling caboose. Ryan... Well, no, because he held the door open. Ryzen would actually step in front. Keep in mind she's short enough that if need be, one of you can shoot over her shoulder. (laughs) And deafen her. (laughs) As she pulls out her earplugs and puts them in. (laughs) Smart. All of of y'all have figured out my... We all put our earplugs in. The common, the common Chris Ham J game, which is anytime someone pulls a trigger, it fucking deafens the entire room. Sorry, it's just how it goes, y'all. Okay, it's so how guns work. Royson, you're you're gonna go point. Bonk. Who's who's caboose? Ryan. Oh, you want caboose? You want to be the caboose? You've been <laughs> an ass to... all day. <laughs> oh, <laughs> got him. Sorry. <laughs> Love it. Uh, uh, you could be Romeo's. Caboose. Like, I've got a gun. 
I, yeah, I'm happy for you to be Caboose. All right. So, Lenny, Roizen's taking point. You're following a trail that's going deeper into the garbage-strewn school. Romeo's taking up the back of the group. Caboose. Uh, caboose. The caboose of the group, the rear, and uh, keeping an eye out from there. You four agents follow these overt tracks, and before long, you're climbing a set of stairs. There's crushed glass underfoot. You actually spot a couple of used syringes. Before long, you find yourselves in front of a counselor's office. Now, the windows here have been boarded up from the inside. There are some gaps there, but somebody has obviously made an attempt to reinforce the inside of this office. Doors closed, looks secure. Roisin, team, what would you like to do? Ryan looks around and says, did someone pull down the blinds? Because this is some shady business. Oh, man. Oh, boy. <laughs> there we go. Oh, shit, my recording just cut out again. Did, really? it, did it seriously? No, no, no. Okay. It's because of the bad joke. That yeah, oh, was got really it. Yeah. bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sorry, no, everybody. I, uh, Let's take I, that again. Ryan, 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 Ryan doesn't do that. Um, no, no, Ryan, Ryan does, does that, that, and then he puts a pair of shades over his shades. Yeah, yeah, you definitely put on some shades after that sentence, dude. And just So you're that, wearing two pairs of shades now. Ryan's opening the door. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan will open the door. That's okay. I, fair. Ryan opens the door. The door's locked. <laughs> uh, is it rammable? Like, is I assume it's a kind of flimsy door. It doesn't seem like it's you know in- incredibly secure. It does have a, a lock there, so it's not just opening at a simple turn of the knob. Now, if you want to give it a good old ram, you're you're welcome to do so. I'm not going to do this, but it would be very hilarious if I pulled out my gun and shot the lock. Just so unnecessarily. Um, I am going to ram the door. Okay, go ahead and roll your strength for me, please. Yes, sir. That is a successful ram. You slam your weight into the door. You feel it creak. I I ram. Under your your momentum. Uh, It does does not fly forward spectacularly, but uh, you definitely heard a crack and a creak. You feel like part of the frame has, has dislodged. Nice. Do I do it again? If you'd like to, you don't have to, like to. You don't have to roll again. Just let me know what, what you're up to. If you just want to keep smashing it, smashing it over and uh, over again until it it, it uh, hopefully crumbles or your your shoulder breaks, I'm I'm down. I feel like we're trying to get in, right? Sure. It, okay. How about this? Is there because of I don't know some high schools are structured this way? Is mm-hmm. it kind of are we able to tell it all from the layout? Like, is this a room that probably has other doors? You, it, it might does not appear so based off of this hallway in the adjoining rooms but uh okay. there might be a way it, it might have like an adjoining face to like an outdoor courtyard and you might be able to climb up from that side if you were to go all the way back out and around i'll just ram it again to see if it pops open cool you slam your body into this door again and it again creaks and you can feel it give a bit more you you actually hear a loud kind of crack from the other side in the in the closed and locked room, uh, sounds like you're making some progress. I, I'm not stopping until my shoulder breaks or the door opens. Got it. So. That's all I needed to hear. You <laughs> continue. You continue to batter your body against this door as the other agents watch, watch. on and cringe and wince <laughs> until finally, after about these actually, six, hold on, kid, is the lock still in place? At this time, yes. Okay, so how about after the fifth ram if it doesn't open? 
Ryan's gonna take his gun out and shoot the lock. Out of out of anger. Yeah, I've seen this. I've seen this episode of Myth, MythBusters. Yeah, we all have. Also read the box of truth. <laughs> all three of you watch Ryan take out his gun, kind of shield his eyes and point it at the lock. Is there anything anybody and, and, would like and to do? And before he pulls the trigger, Romeo says, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa! We don't need gunshots going off in this building before we've had a chance to investigate. The damn door won't budge." Uh, it looks like it's budging. Shooting I, it won't do anything. I, I think you almost got it. Yeah, at this point, Royson's going to reach in her bag, pull out this mini crowbar looking thing and hand it to him. <laughs> so he's Ryan. been he's been slamming his body in towards the entrance of the room. And it, and it definitely, you've heard some sounds, some snaps and cracks. If you want to use the crowbar, Oops. you'll be pulling it back out towards you, which is totally fine. I just want to make it very clear. Romeo, Royson... Why don't you give this thing a kick, please? Uh, Romeo looks at Royson and says, uh, buddy kick? <laughs> sure. Oh, <laughs> so cute. <laughs> roll, your, roll your strengths, you two. This is a, a super buddy, buddy kick. kick. I love it. Well, Royson got a success. And Romeo failed. You both wind up, look to each other, clasp hands, and kick all at once. <laughs> Fortunately, Romeo kind of stumbles forward, and it seems like not all of his weight really struck Purchase. But but Royzen, Royzen really, really gets there. And immediately, the door just swings forward. There's a loud creak and a crack as you watch a giant piece of molding from inside the room fly off the doorframe and scatter across the floor. Immediately, all four of you hear a very loud cacophony as it sounds like Dozens of aluminum cans are dragged across the floor inside the the room itself. You're looking around to see what what caused such such a clamor, but you don't see anything. You can only imagine that whatever that was, it's on the other side of the door, which is now open. Wait. Okay. Hold on, Chris. I'm sorry. That that doesn't make sense to me. The door just burst open, and then we hear a noise. Yeah, it's as if the the door is swinging. How do we not see it immediately? Mm -hmm. It's as if the door swinging inside has hit a giant pile of aluminum cans that's on the other side of the Oh, room. got it, got it, got it. That's and what it sounded like. Are there windows in this room? Like, is it lit naturally or is it an interior room? It is actually lit fairly naturally. There are boards on the windows on the other side of this room. So okay. it is it is fairly dim still. Okay. But it, but yeah, it, it's it's since it's the middle of the day, it's not completely pitch black in here. It's, it, you can still see in the low light fairly easily. Got it, man. Uh, that was a good idea to come in when it was during the day. As you uh, a little toot toot there <laughs> on your horn. As you as you stand back, <laughs> you watch as a bowling ball falls out of the drop ceiling. Oh my gosh! In the room, swings forward on what looks like a cloth hammock that was attached to the top of the door and slams into the floor with a loud thud. Did we get Rube Goldberg? That's what I was about to say. This is some Home Alone <laughs> shit right here, guys. Yes. Uh, any second now. Any second now. We got Kevin Rube is going to come running Goldberg'd. around. This is some bullshit, Chris. So what do you think? It, uh, oh, sorry, it, what, what happened? I was so excited about the Rube it, joke. It rolls away to the right and out of view. Hmm. Um, I swear, if there's marbles on the floor. It, <laughs> is there any debris or anything in the hall? I'm my general. I turned to the the group and say, as exciting as that was, maybe we 
throw something in in case there's any other traps or anything. Yeah, not a bad idea. There are, there are several intact glass bottles of Michelob Ultra nearby. I go pick one up. No problem. Do you just and like- I hand it to Lenny and say, hey, man, toss this inside there. <laughs> That's not a joke. <laughs> I do that. Ryan does that. Uh, okay. Lenny throws it in. It's a cautious, underhanded throw. You throw the bottle into the dimly lit room. It kind of clinks against the floor, rolls for a bit, and then another clink as it hits the leg of a large desk. I don't know what I was expecting, but... uh, That was... I guess I should have expected that. Rather anticlimactic. Well, uh, let's uh, let's just pop on in. Romeo turns on his tactical light and uh, shines it in. Yeah, no worries. Catch the corners, check for wires. Well, very visibly, across from the door, you see an old and yellowed roadmap that's been tacked to the wall. Again, the windows have all been boarded here hastily with very cheap two by fours. That's both the windows facing the outside courtyard and the ones, as previously described, that are facing the interior hallway. Now, as you for walk in, I say with a question mark, but I'm just going to assume that's what's going to happen. Cautiously. says otherwise. Very yep. cautiously. Very cautiously. Does that mean you're rolling a search or you're just being yeah, cautious? Yeah, wh- whatever I need to roll to make sure it's yeah, a very roll a cautious search. entrance. <laughs> roll a search. Oh, really? Man, failed. Not a 62. Romeo, it looks fine. And uh, so so as the agents walk in, and oh, Romeo, Sorry, you're- I'm supposed to roll mine too. Only if you want to. And Romeo is yeah, shining Jesus. at the, uh, <laughs> the this map. You do see that there are what look like drawings on it and scribblings. There's also uh, what looks like quite a few post-its and notes that have been tacked up nearby. Lots of scribblings. There's also a mannequin off to the side that you can now see as you've entered the room. It's got a partially melted face. Can't really tell what gender it was supposed to be, but uh, it's adorned with a very, very expensive looking suit. There's a desk here against which a glass bottle has rolled and stopped. There's not much on it, but it looks like it was used. There's a clearing there, enough for perhaps somebody to sit and set their laptop down or perhaps to write voluminous notes, but um, nothing there now. Agents, what would you like to look into, if anything? Got uh, post-it notes. We've got a map. We've got a suspicious uh, mannequin. And we've got a desk. I'll take the desk. (laughs) All right, tell me what you do. Romeo calls for the map. Like Akio map? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) All right. Lenny's... He waves his his tactical light like a wand. Lenny's just going to kind of move between the agents and see if... um what they're searching if there's anything he recognizes or anything he can help with sure sure so I guess ryan will investigate the mannequin okay okay royson you walk up to this desk and there aren't any drawers looks like it was just there for writing perhaps or at least being a prop for something else but there's nothing on top of it no scribblings or etchings that you can see looks old worn rather cheap you take a peek underneath nothing but uh what looks like some some dirt, some smudges, a couple wads of old gum. I'm not seeing anything obvious externally. Is there anything that I need to know about your tactics in, in investigating this? I I mean, she's going to knock on the corner, see if anything comes loose. 
but she's really not expecting anything at this point. Oh, sure, sure. So so you're literally looking for, like, secret compartments? Roll a search. <laughs> yeah, no chance. Um, she oh. completely misses the desk, apparently, and just ends up sitting on the ground. Yeah, it's a critical failure. So, yeah, you start knocking on various parts of this particle board desk, and you do think you're hearing hollow areas. At least they seem hollow. And so the backdrop to what the other agents are doing for the next 20 minutes or so will be this this constant knocking as Royzen puts her ear against various parts of this desk. She seems wholly absorbed in her task. Ryan, you're standing in front of this mannequin. Again, part of its face is, is melted off. It's rather disturbing, but you recognize the suit and you recognize it as a custom tailored suit. It looks quite expensive. It is a classic cut Armani. You're very surprised to see it here. I look at the suit in surprise. Yes. Yes. I don't, I don't know what to. I don't know what to do well, well, with that information. Sure, sure. Well, I, I well mean, much yeah, like much that's like surprising. But. Sure, sure. You can do whatever you want with the information. <laughs> you can file it away. You can make a comment, or you can let me know how or what else you would like to do when it comes to interacting with this statue. I, I, I'll say uh, Ryan says out loud, "This is an extremely expensive suit," and goes to open the jacket and see actually he'll you know back of his hand mm -hmm. pat the tsa style the outside of the the jacket to see if there, there's anything in the pockets yeah go ahead and roll a search plus 20 percent for me please that's so much success there you go right so using the back of your hands you find find a spot and, and again you're familiar with honestly this cut but you find a spot for an interior breast pocket which is really not part of of how somebody would typically have this this custom tailored it's obviously an addition you open the front jacket and you find that there is actually a sewn pocket there that has been set up to maybe hide something if you have a knife you could very quickly cut the sew job and remove whatever's been hidden there but it's about the size of a small passport whatever it is. I do have a knife and I do cut it. Okay. It takes you but a moment and a, a small book falls into your hand. The front of it is a faded brown leather and etched into it are the words Azathoth and others. It's not a name you recognize. Uh -oh. And when you open it up and flip through it, you can see that it seems to be a book of poetry. It's in English. How do you spell that, Chris? A-Z-A. T-H-O-T-H, Azathoth, and others. Great. You notice the front of the cover on the inside. You see a stamp. It's a bit faded, but it says Property of Muskoka Regional Center Library. Do I recognize that as a, a local geography or anything? Do I recognize that name? No, but that, that name does ring a bell. You think you might have heard that name when you were like sort of glazed over, half listening to some of the YouTube videos the team was like reviewing before you went to find Danny Corso. You, you're having a hard time really piecing it together. Does anybody remember where's Muskoka? Sorry, what's that? Muskoka, this this book, it this book was sewn into this jacket, which is I guess weird enough on its own, but it says property of the Muskoka library system. Uh, Lenny walks over and says, you know, could I take a look at that? Yeah. Ryan hands it to Lenny. Start looking through this and see if anything stands out to me that I recognize. 
the name the name uh the title of the book sounds familiar to you but you can't quite place it it looks like Lenny, and this is your expertise shining here it, it looks like an older text maybe around the turn of of the 20th century honestly the binding really speaks of a of an older again turn of the century technique that's pretty impressive on its own you you see that the supposed author is edward pickman derby not somebody you've heard about but uh again sounds vaguely familiar kind of tickles the back of your scalp it's something you should be able to place it's been rebound in unmarked boards so you're thinking that maybe sometime in the 1950s it's been fixed up more or less uh, that its old binding must have fallen to tatters but uh, you're able to kind of trace back its lineage to, to maybe around again the turn of the century you do see the pages bear marks of water damage in some places fire damage it's a bit interesting you, you wonder what this book has been through and who it used to belong to how many hands it's passed through to get to yours yeah this is especially since the turn of the century yeah i kind of really like this is this is a uh it's an old book for sure i i i mean some of this seems familiar but i'm not i'm not 100 percent sure on on what i'm seeing here i can just say that this is you know this is definitely turn, turn of the century it's been fixed up at some point i mean i'm seeing various kinds of damage to it uh it's it's been through the ringer you, you found this in the suit yeah right here and i show him where i carved it out of is that a, is that an old suit or is that a no this this is a almost by the cut of it bespoke suit this is a very very nice suit that i have no idea why it's in a uh, a middle school but chalk it up to the other weirdness that we've seen. Strange. This whole time, Royson Almost continues. Almost like it's a clue. <laughs> this whole time, Royson is knocking on the desk. Very, very, very concerned, brow furrowed. Romeo, you're standing in front of this map and shining the light across it. These drawings that I mentioned previously, they're, they're actually, they appear to be caricatures or at least homages to old seafaring maps like in that kind of woodcut style, someone's done their best with mm. pencil and charcoal to approximate these on this Detroit, as you now see, Detroit roadmap. It's, it's actually kind of endearing. They're, they're, they're rather cute characters. They're, they're not that threatening, honestly. But you do see lots and lots of post-its, stapled messages, drawings that appear to be converging lines and circles on portions of Detroit as well as, again, annotations directly on the map itself. There's a lot here. I read it all. What you can start to do is, is you know, take some snippets and start scanning through some. To really read it all, you'll have to start taking things down off the wall and start to collate them together. It looks like you're, you're dealing with maybe 100, 200 pages that would need to be collated and uh, read through. Okay. Some of these are in a well, very cramped some. penmanship as well, very hard to read. So you're not gonna be able to scan it all right now unless you stay sure. here for a few hours and, and get everything kind of situated. If that's what you wanna do, no problem. But I just want you to understand how much, uh, how much of a corpus Absolutely. there is here. First starters, Romeo, take a picture of the entire body of work here and kind of grid it off in photos before doing any taking apart of the situation so gotcha kind of want to yeah 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 so you kind of stand back you take you take a picture or or three or four of this menagerie and it mm -hmm. you know now that you're in front of it it is fairly staggering i'm sure everyone's familiar with the charlie day pepe silvio meme oh yes that's that's what, what we're getting close to here uh, someone's really used this wall as their method to their madness uh, approach. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. Rock, flag, and eagle, baby. 
Rock flag and eagle. I'm glad you got that reference. I was nervous for a second. <laughs> you almost had to hit that stop button again. <laughs> Gosh, this audio. It's <laughs> going crazy. Sorry, buddy. Yeah. Are, are you going to start taking these down and, and maybe ask for help from others? Or, or tell, tell me what you're going to do, Romeo. I need, I need to know. Yeah, well, Romeo announces, um, I've got a preliminary f- photograph of the setup here, but this is going to take more than me to go through all this. There's quite a lot. Yeah, I'd, I'd like some time to go through this book as well. Why don't we take this stuff back back to the hotel? I mean, sure. I've got a backpack here. We can load it all up, but maybe we should also check more of the school out, make sure we're not missing anything here before we go back to the hotel. I don't think we need to leave yet. It's just it's probably a good yeah. idea to bring that with us. Makes totally. sense. Uh, so Romeo begins decompiling all that. Yeah, decompiling all that into Decomp, his backpack. Baby. Sure, yeah, sure. Baby. Well, on on the map itself, uh, just to bring your attention back there, you. There are several markings on it. Lines crisscrossing, crisscrossing over one building near the south end of Detroit. Looks like whoever the author was, you're assuming Darren Han, if this was indeed his field investigative headquarters, but the author was very concerned with a large building near Lorraine and Grand River Avenue there. There's also a large circle around another location and directly on the map itself, you see written in Sharpie, St. Bart's. There's a post-it barely clinging to the surface of the map nearby, and it's crowded with more harsh scribbling. It says, how to get in to talk to the other kids. Uptight pricks with three exclamation points. (laughs) Otherwise, it's just cute pictures of ancient sea monsters. You start taking down some of the scraps fewer parts of notebooks that have been stapled to the wall, like they're just full, chock full of writings. Others are single scraps of paper and post-its, much like the aforementioned described. And I'm gonna give you, as you start putting this uh, together, I'm gonna give you a couple of scraps that stick out at you, that you scan over that are fairly short. And Romeo, if you would do me the favor and the honor, sir, of reading this first one for our Wonderful. Not audience. fair. <laughs> I am cherishing this honor first and foremost. Mm-hmm. I feel the warmth of your Ryan touch. in character on leers at Romeo. <laughs> <laughs> Jealous. <laughs> I've seen it. Ezreal's truth. Huge walking pyramids with crustaceous claws. Lightning extending from their very being. The hooting that never ended. The hooting that shattered what courage I had left. The hooting that brought forth a blood-curdling scream from my lips. The hooting. Indeed. It's snapping for you. I hope that gets picked up on the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, be, uh, I'll be at the open mic night. Royson takes a brief break from tapping on parts of this aged desk and reads another scrap that catches your attention. As I was making my rounds, I caught a glimpse of a group of policemen beating a man. His blood soaked the stone. Their nightsticks made an awful sound. Schlick, schlick, schlick. It took every ounce of being to hold my voice, and still, as I looked up, I caught another glimpse of him. The man with the long goatee and Middle Eastern features. Why does he haunt me? Linny looks up from the poems that he is starting to scan through and absorb. He reads another scrap. Bugmen have such strange hobbies. I can't help 
the dream again. They're in the school, pouring through my things and judging me. And they are probably right just a bit. The last few months have been really hard. I'm watching. They can't hear me. I can't warn them. Ryan, you are suitably impressed with the aforementioned Armani, but you still have time to read this fourth scrap. They are definitely following me. Names all start with F? What is going on? Romeo, I've got another one for you. Had I paid more attention in church, my condition would undoubtedly be better. Eve's sin was knowledge, and look what it has brought me. I too have committed that sin. And finally, Royzen, the last scrap that really catches your eyes as you're pulling all of this down from the walls. Sent Jeff a couple of the photos and destroyed the others. He's still avoiding my texts, but at least if they get Danny too, someone else will be equipped to follow the threads. Another one has to be at the school. That's where most of the missing girls are from. I wish I wasn't alone. Before long, you have a large stack of crumpled and misshapen paper. The last thing you take down from the wall is the Detroit city map. You scan over again at the southern point that he seemed so concerned with, Lorraine and Grand River Avenue, and St. Bart's. Fold up the map, place it with the other things. Roizen stands up and dusts off her slacks and seems content that uh, she's not going to find any secret compartments in this desk at this time. Lenny, you're lost in thought over this uh, this book. You've made through a few of the poems. They're they're quite evocative. The prose is, is sometimes middling, but other times very, very interesting to you. Agents, what else would you like to do in this counselor's office? search of the room before we leave it for elsewhere in the school. While the guys are doing that, Royson's actually going to sit down at the desk and pull out a laptop Mm -hmm. and uh, see if those photos that were sent to Jeff happen to be on said laptop. So, yeah, you're you're looking specifically for photos. This laptop is just chock full of photos, right? So we've got lots of photographs of books, 
pages and pages of books. There's one that you're, you've been particularly interested in that you've spent most of your time researching and rereading over and over again. A lot of the books seem to be mundane in nature. Others seem to really, they, they seem to be spectacular treaties of, of you know, crypto, cryptozoological phenomenon. They really, really widely range. There's actually sociopolitical stuff. There's homesteading books. He's got just a lot, a lot of books that he has scanned in this difficult to parse single photocopy PNG file approach. Tell me how you're trying to track down these photos on this mess of a laptop and we can figure out a role. Uh, grip. <laughs> I mean, she's, yeah, she's muttering under her breath at this point about really needing to take some time to sort all this crap out. But by now she's probably got an idea of where some of the cryptozoological photos are on this absolutely disgusting machine. So that's where she's going to start. Gotcha. Well, finding that right now is is quite the task. We're, we're looking at tens of thousands of scanned pages in just this kind of area of this laptop. As far as like photographs of phenomenon, most of these are blurry, blurry low light photographs that as you scan through in the preview window, don't look like really anything at first glance. Uh, sometimes you can see kind of lens flares or strange light effects on some of these darkened photos of different rooms, different locales. But as far as contextualizing any of these random photos to this scrap of paper, how are we doing that? I think that's my question. Is there a way that we can link these photos together with what we just found? And if so, let's find that role. Actually, she's going to pull open the search window and look for any file that might have Jabberwock in the title. Got it. Got it. Cool. One second. Time for my my role. Show off. There is there is uh, nothing that matches that search phrase. Oh, drat. Nothing matches your search phrase. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Got him. Got him. It was, salty, it was worth salty a try. Tonight, man. All sorts of energies. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was worth a try. Um, she knows she's, her best bet is probably his email, but she doesn't even want to consider diving into that right now. So the laptop's getting closed and thrown back in the backpack for the moment. Got it. Romeo, you definitely noted the location of the laptop now. Oh, I got that. Mm -hmm. I mean, you okay. watched me pick it up. So you hung on to that, huh? Yeah... I suppose it's kind of a good thing since he's been in contact with Jeff, but in the future, I want to green box that or destroy it. There is a lot of information on here. Once I've sorted through it and made sure there's nothing, well, important, we'll get rid of it. Okay, Agent. <clears throat> you feel like you've cataloged, collated, and torn down anything that has ostensibly Darren Hinn's handwriting scribblings upon it. What's left and untouched is the beautiful, custom-tailored suit, the melted-faced mannequin, and the large amount of trash, dust, in the room. You did, as you were looking through it, discover that there was a large chain of Goya garbanzo bean cans attached to the door so that it would make a loud clattering sound, which it did when it was opened. Now, the door was designed to be opened outwardly, uh, so perhaps it only partially worked to its full efficacy, but uh, 
yeah, looks like he had an early warning system or maybe a late warning system, depending on how you would look at it, attached to the door itself. Sounds like a real nerd. Agreed. (laughs) Agreed. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You found that book in the jacket pocket. Might as well take that suit and just give it a full look over back at the hotel. A full pat down? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we'll take the suit with us. Let's check out that mannequin. Just sometimes they're hollow. The mannequin is hollow. Ooh wee! Is it, is there any kind of opening on it? Uh, <laughs> not yet. Bryson <laughs> <laughs> pulls out the crowbar again. We can change that. <laughs> <laughs> so no no reason to roll search. <laughs> I I mean, if you want to break open the mannequin, that is not a search roll. Yeah, that's not. That's a that's a. I decide to break open the mannequin. No roll. Might as well just break it open. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Crowbar. Roizen hands. Is that a, is that a, Okay. Roizen hands it over to Romeo. Yep. Okay. You delicately, with the assistance of Ryan, remove the suit from the melted faced mannequin, and then you lie it down, or sorry, lay it down on its side on the ground. And uh, how, how are you going at this thing? Head first, um, face first. What what's your what's your poison? Pick it. I'm thinking. Uh... Head first, yeah, see if I can pop that head off and then reach inside. Got it. So you go ahead and stick the wrecking bar where the seam between the neck and the chest exists, and yeah, it pops right off. There is a metal bar that the head was fastened to, but uh, that comes right out as well so that you can look inside the chest cavity from the neck hole, which you do. There's nothing there. Okay. It was worth Worth a look. I suppose we should continue our search throughout the school. Or there, there, there were no other footprints that we saw. Is that correct? Just traffic back and forth. It looked like directly to this, this particular counselor's office. Well, I feel like we hit the jackpot here, but we could always, I suppose, return if we feel like there's something else we need to check out. Anybody disagree? Yeah, there's only a couple of hallways left. Might be worth just doing an up and down on our on our way out. Give it Nothing... a poke. Say again. Give it a pig and a poke. Got it. Is that an actual colloquialism? Give it a pig and a poke? Yes. Nope. Sure isn't. Okay. Okay. It is. Just make it sure. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out if Romeo is an alien or not. Like, I'm I'm now getting a little... Uh, I've never heard that before. <laughs> pig, pig and a pig not and either. a poke. Is a thing? Yep. That's a... I, think, I think it's sell, like sell somebody a pig and a poke. Like, if you're it trying it? to sell them snake oil. I think that's the phrase. This idiom is attested... In uh, 1555. You Whoa! Yeah. You are an ancient immortal, Romeo. You're right. no longer a human being. I've been being. told that I live outside of time before. <laughs> <laughs> the team gathers up your collected papers, suits, etc. And you begin to cautiously make your way through the unexplored halls of Hall Middle School. They are uniformly trashed. It's obvious that ne'er-do-wells have been making it their place to hang out when they're very bored. Again, shattered glass, fast food wrappers, rotten food, obvious spore of vermin, and every single window broken. After about 30, 40 more minutes of traipsing about in this filth, you four emerge into the disinfecting sunlight and begin to walk back towards your vehicle. Before long, you pile into the SUV, putting away your spoils. For later and Romeo turns on the engine where are you heading back to the hotel you're back at the four seasons you four in the adjoining room of the suite again 
common room. One of the drawing tables there is now covered with the scribblings of Darren Hen, as well as the map that is splayed out in prominent view. I agree. <laughs> uh, I guess let's uh, let's get to work. Lenny starts. Um, takes you're the still book ro- and, rocking through that book, right? Yeah, Lenny goes and sits down in a chair and and starts just reading through the book. So yeah. Say if, y'all, if y'all see anything really odd, let me know. I'll I'll come take a look. Are we still in touch with Schlesinger? Snediger? You still have the uh, the phone number for that set of phones that he he gave you. Does he need like? I, this is actually almost like a, I guess, in-game slash out-of-game question. Like, would he be aware of us being on this mission? or? Well, he's not our handler, like, so it's probably not likely. Do we have a handler on this? But uh, really a, fair, a fairer question or a fairer answer would be, you're not sure. Okay. You're not sure. Yeah, you're not sure who your handler is. You you, you did have a sig- – there was a signature on the, on the initial contact email, but – these these fuckers use code names all okay. the time. So me, who let knows? Me take this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me take this approach and see if it pays off. So Ryan's going to try to call him. The phone rings six or seven times, and there is a click, the sound of a, a pickup, you think. There's a long, staticky pause, but you do hear a voice after a time. Agent? Is there an F cell? It's a very long pause. Agent, is this important? Are you in trouble? They might be. Typically, these numbers are used for operational purposes only. Is there an F-cell? The structure of our organization is designed for maximum deniability and compartmentalization. There are multiple cells in order to ensure this. This is important. There, Um... There is very likely... A number of cells that have the designation F. None of them are under my purview, though, Agent. Are you able to put me in touch with someone who is? It's a long pause. What is this about, Agent? Like you said, maximum amount of deniability. I think the less I tell you, the better for both of us, but I've... There is a certain order to things, Agent, and this is one of them where you'll have to be a bit more forthcoming with me. We have a very strict protocol when it comes to intercell interactions and even I'm on an assignment. I'm on an assignment in Detroit. Okay. Part of, part of our findings has alluded to a set of people all with the name starting with F. There's some very strange goings on in the area as well. So it's uh, let's say on brand for our department here. I understand. So you think there might have been a prior op in the area that you need context on? Is, am, I, am I reading that correctly? That's what I'm trying to go for. You actually hear the sound of a chair creaking in the background. Yeah, I'll run that up the, run that up the chain for you. Great. How are the, you can how are, get in touch on this number. How are the others? Doing well. So they're with you. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> All right, Agent. <laughs> nice. All right, Agent. I'll uh, see what I can find out for you. Shit, I should have said what others. Damn it. Oh, well. I got there. <laughs> it would have been so much cooler to say what others. <laughs> he uh he hangs up. All right. And now we wait. <laughs> sure, sure. Well, we know what Lenny's up to. Lenny's reading. I, I'm going to get to him fairly shortly. Royson, Romeo, you are in the common room of a suite. We have some leads. We have some avenues of investigation. 
Ryan's on the phone right now, speaking in hushed tones, pacing a bit across the room. What are you two up to? Romeo's gonna now go about the task of following his photos to reconstruct the setup and then go through it grid by grid. That's awesome. Okay, cool. Royzen's gonna help with that. Very, very, very helpful. Good. Um, so with both of you doing this, the burden is is absolutely shared. It's gonna be a little speedier. While you're doing this, Lenny's reading. Ryan, you go ahead and hang up with Snediger. You see that the agents have busied themselves. What else would you like to do? Um, to call up some food to the room. Gotcha. Some coffee and yeah. sandwiches or something. Yeah, for sure. There's a there's a Bennigan's nearby, which uh you decide to order from. Everybody gets club sandwiches. <laughs> the Four Seasons doesn't have room service? Uh, I guess not. <laughs> okay, all right. Just like... Detroit, Yeah, sure. Detroit. <laughs> An uncommonly shitty place. I thought, I thought I had told you this was the Three Seasons. This is a different... <laughs> oh, right, right, yeah. right. Yeah. Oh, you mean Spelled just S-E-E-Z-E-S. the seasons? S-E-E-S. Yeah. <laughs> I think this one's just called Winter. Yeah, this is... <laughs> Oh, um, shit. With a frowny face. Yeah. <laughs> Which is ironic because they don't have heating. Okay. Looks up, like, um, if you're working from Bennigan's, I'll take a, I'll take a Monte Cristo, please. Anybody else? All they, all they have is clubs. <laughs> I gotta have that, I gotta have that deep fried sandwich. Fried sandos. Yeah, they'll deep fry it for you. Yeah. No, I, I would say Snedinger is my, my contribution to this arc. Okay, cool. Well, you're gonna enjoy some coffee and some fresh bennies and yeah Just let's let play the others sponsored by do bennigan's now so what's going on here hey if if we're gonna <laughs> yeah. if we're gonna pay for this shit we've got to take some spots man so just fucking deal with it and this, say you fucking love that shit because that's call. what i need you to say this is the are you trying to make a website squarespace <laughs> <laughs> sheath boxers are so comfortable <laughs> all right lenny When age fell upon the world and wonder went out of the minds of men, when gray cities reared to smoky skies, tall towers grim and ugly, in whose shadow none might dream of the sun or of spring's flowering meads. You close the book and you feel a lump in your chest as if a great pang of nostalgia has washed over you. You think back to the titular poem Azathoth described a dreaming encounter with something called the Demon Sultan, something with mindless pulsings that give shape and action to the universe, and the poetry was astoundingly mathematical in description. It spoke of this creature's, this forces, this whatever, this thing's messenger, a Nyarlath Hotep, an Egyptian sounding name that again sounded very familiar to you. She read over it over and over again. But this messenger mockingly facilitates humanity, in fact, the human impulse to find meaning in the world. You remember now what Muskoka is, and you realize that this particular copy of this book, well, it must have been part of the sanatorium library of that now defunct Muskoka Regional Center that Darren Henn got some notoriety for touring and recording uploading to beyond the dark you do gain plus two to your occult if you would please add that in for me please sweet you also gain plus three to your unnatural Ooh. 
and I need you to roll your sanity. So, <laughs> there it is. So it's a cult 63. So my unnatural is not, you said plus three to unnatural? Correct. All right, I got, I got 13. I'll take that. That's a 13% chance to... Who boy. Yeah, I'll take it. All right, so rolling sanity. Here we go. Yes, please. Is this the first sanity roll of the uh, of this mission? I think I think actually Agent Ryan scared Agent <laughs> Romeo with a boo, so that was oh. the first one. Scared him. Yeah, yeah, you gotta bad. remember that. Yeah, it was yeah. a bad fail. Yeah, it was a bad one. Yeah, it's okay. trauma. All right, here we go. Uh, oh, that's right. I have no idea what I rolled. That's, that's I great. do though. Oh, fun, 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 fun. <laughs> you are. Actually, I really like that mechanic. I, I wouldn't cool. say I wouldn't say you're disturbed by this text. You are intrigued by it. But the the fact that this poetry seems to signify some sort of maybe more interesting, profound, and again, mathematical aspect, th- this is what really keeps your attention. And you think there's additional hidden meaning here. Besides this strange parable that smacks of, again, to you, nostalgia, there might be more here. There's some allegory that you're missing, some secret that's waiting for you to unwrap. I'll go pour a cup of coffee and start reading through it again. And as you read through it again, I'll I'll add this additional description. Overall, you would say the tone is fairly macabre. There's a lot of dwelling in inns and transformations into grotesqueries. You would liken it to death, but the author is very careful to say it's not death, what he's referring to, these transitions. All in all, again, macabre. As you two finish, Royzen and Romeo, you've really gone through the now very obviously maniacal ramblings of the author, Darren Henn. He was obviously in states of heightened paranoia when he wrote these. It's very clear to you, no roles necessary. The fact was he was fixated on this particular cryptid, this Detroit Jabberwock. He was convinced it was stealing away girls, especially from a local prep school called St. Bartholomew's. He even has reproductions of several newspaper articles in addition to those provided to you by Danny Corso. They don't give you additional information. It just looks like additional reports that went out that he clipped. Darren was beyond eccentric. It's clear to you that he had a tenuous grasp on what was real and what wasn't. He seemed to be haunted by his dreams. Both of you gain unnatural one. I think you're able to adjust that yourselves. Hey, Chris, quick question, kind of like outside the game. What is unnatural used for? Like the Yeah, that, that's a great question. So the more unnatural you gain, the more you understand what really moves this world, this existence, what really makes up the fundament of reality. The more you really understand how the cosmos functions and your role in it, the less sane you can ever be. So it ebbs away at your maximum sanity. You can only get up to a certain amount minus your unnatural. So if you have 50% unnatural, it's 99 minus 50%, which is your new maximum sanity. You can never be above that amount because you know too much about how the world works. Does that make sense? Okay, yeah, no, that makes sense. Thanks, man. Awesome. It's about 5 p.m., when all of the materials have been really exacted by Romeo, Roizen, and Lenny, you feel like the third read-through of Azathoth and others has sated your appetite. You're actually feeling a little queasy 
lightheaded and sick. You've been eating. In fact, that Monte Cristo is on point. But but yeah, you, you want to put this book down for now. Okay. Uh, so we did look at, we did see the crisscrossing of lines over Lorraine and Grand River Avenue. Is that correct? Yeah, on, right? on the south side of Detroit. St. Bart's, can I look into those on a, on my computer? Yeah, St. Bartholomew yes. is, a, is a prep school. It, it was uh, first pointed out by Danny Corso, but it's a prep school in, uh, right. in Detroit. Looks like it's fairly fancy. You don't see any tuition details on their website, but the pictures, the curriculum offered assures you that it is... Uh, probably quite pricey. And Lorraine and Grand River, was that where it's at or did I Lorraine and Grand River is on on the south side of Detroit. Um looks like in the middle of maybe an industrial district. St. Bart's was a different s- circle on the same map. That's what I thought. Okay. With a with a separate note. It was with a, a little post-it that was barely clinging to the surface of the page. And that's the post-it that said how to get in to talk to the other kids uptight pricks. Yes. Three exclamation points, if I recall. I, I, I did take note of that as Excellent. well. It's important. You got to get those numbers right. Punctuation. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. You know all my secrets. Hey, Chris, <laughs> what day of the week is it? We'll go ahead and throw down a Wednesday. Okay. Yeah. So which one of you is going to pose as my husband to go talk to St. Bart's tomorrow? <laughs> oh, smart. Ryan does look like Frankenstein's monster sewed back together. Right. So Romeo. I was going to say Lenny is pretty unassuming and kind of has that possibly aloof money man kind of situation going on. Yes, but Lenny wouldn't take off his pants to get us in to the crazy person's Mm -hmm. house. So what is he going to do if I get in trouble? What what use is Lenny? None. No use at all. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go to the bathroom. Not feeling so hot. Ryan, you always take your pants off. Ryan uh, did not take a hit to charisma or appearance or anything. He just has a a scar now. It is fairly wicked, but he doesn't look like a monster, um, unless you were just trying to you know really jab at his his new appearance. Yeah, he was. He was giving him a little jab. But yeah, yeah, he, he's he's not like a. He hasn't turned into Quasimodo yet. Yet, guys, correct. Actually, yes. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, that's fine. Uh, I'll be happy to. I'll. Uh... I'll even wear that nice Armani if it fits. It doesn't fit. It doesn't fit. <laughs> oh shit! Classic. I'll get you. I'll get you, Ryan. We'll we'll, we'll buddy kick something. <laughs> oh, it's all sexual tension. Obviously. <laughs> it's obvious. Yeah, the tent can't. The tension is is thick in these scenes. <laughs> Meanwhile, Royson just rolls her eyes at him, making the puppy dog eyes. so saint bart's tomorrow i like that anything else we want to plan uh ryan's waiting for his phone to ring gotcha gotcha (laughs) you're ready for that your 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 fingers hovering over the uh (laughs) the pickup button i hear you lenny's gonna probably just browse ryan says oh sorry hello yeah, there was nobody there. You were too quick on the. You're too quick on the button, uh, L- <laughs> Lenny. Lenny, w- w- sorry. sorry. <laughs> it was fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Lenny, Lenny's just gonna. Um, once he's once he's feeling a little better and off the toilet, gonna spend some time, kind of just looking through the stuff. Roy's and Romeo, we're we're digging through. Yeah, yeah. You you make your way over to where they've laid out all of these scribblings. This is a whole different shade 
of crazy than what you had just immersed yourself into for for the last few hours. It's almost offensive to your senses. You kind of just tear away your eyes from it. It's just these nonsensical, almost screams compared to the dulcet song-like poetry, as haunting as it has been, seems, again, comforting somehow. And you shake your head. You're, you're just not, not in the mood to try to figure out what the heck this crazy guy was getting into. You're, you're, you're not even convinced it's worth your time. Hello? <laughs> uh, again, you're too, you're too, too quick on it. Yeah. It sounds like we're going to turn in after a long day of research a little early. Ryan's going to be staring at his phone, and the rest of you are going to kind of, you know, take it easy, maybe. Trying to nurse those stomachs filled with Monte Cristo. I think, I think only... Cristo. Uh, uh, I think that's a real rough, rough sandwich. I think only Lenny, Lenny got that, though. So you got a, a standard club sandwich. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. We got turkey. We got ham. We got bacon. That's lettuce. That's tomato. That's mayo mm-hmm. on a Keep going. decent sourdough uh, cut into triangles. So that's what you got in your bell. Perfect for a fed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's 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 basically it for today. Unless unless you have anything else you want to do, I'm gonna get to you in a second, Ryan. You don't have to say hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> What's I do want to look into that Lorraine and Grand River. Like yeah. you said, oh, it was an absolutely. industrial area. Yeah. Is there any? Do you want to drive down there? Like history or... I can glean on that. Yeah, uh, you you. You can you can basically by doing some basic research. That whole area is spotty when it comes to actual activity. It's it's a, it's a fairly crime ridden area. A lot of abandoned structures. Mm-hmm. Surprise, surprise. It was particularly industrial. So we're talking about warehouses, supply and storage areas. There, there's old mills, etc. In that area. But uh, most of that's been shut down for a very long time. Sorry, relatively. So for the last maybe two or three years, it's really gone to shit. That's good for a mail for tonight. Yeah, All right. Orison's going to take a couple minutes to invent a fake daughter. Okay. Yeah, we're going to have to put now that we're, together. Now we're talking. Okay. So this this is where this is when it's time to roll some computer science. So one second here. It is time to jump into some databases that... Romeo pulls up this person does not exist to get a nice picture yeah. to give them. <laughs> there's there's a really creepy demon eye that keeps appearing in in the AI generated photo that keeps fucking it up, but uh, you finally get a good one. <laughs> but yeah, Royzen, you have access to some intelligence linked databases that are going to facilitate this, assuming that I roll. Oh darn, that's how that worked. Okay, well you can see the success. I meant that to be a uh, hidden roll. It was Should've a hidden uh, roll. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Well, I mean, it could have been a success. Who knows? I failed again. Dang, what was it? So you, you are able to make a quick couple of phone calls and create this daughter out of whole cloth. You understand that after about a week, it's not going to hold up very well, but you don't need it to last that long. You think it will be unimpeachable based off of your connections, your expertise, and how you've built this online persona. This takes you about four hours. That's pretty quick. Not bad for a fake person. It's as if you've done this before. Ryan, your phone rings from unknown caller. All right, agent. So, little tit for tat. What are you doing in Detroit? Working a case. 
Hang up. <laughs> right, right. Investigating. We're Delta Green. We investigate. He seems to be waiting. Yeah, Ryan's also going to wait. <laughs> <laughs> right, so what are you investigating, Agent? Two girls seem to have gone missing in Detroit, and there was a strange body found. I think you can agree that uh, Delta Green, say, has a, a, a signature case type. Well, I'll uh, I'll tell you. I I went ahead and, and sent your request up the chain as you as you uh, asked me to do, and I got a response back very quickly. I didn't, uh, be honest, I didn't expect to get one back so fast. Guess I'm uh, gonna stand in as uh, as your handler because director of operations has asked that you look into any indication of a group identifying themselves as part of RSAP and using the code names or any code names resembling that of an F cell. You are to, in addition to your current op, track down these people if they are still in the area and report back to me. Why is there an F cell in this area? What was their investigation? Are you talking about this, uh, this group? Well, what was the last communication received from this group? No, I, I don't have any communications from them. I just told you exactly what I've been asked to tell you. I didn't really sign up to be uh, working with you on this uh, particular operation, but I guess we're in it now. Yeah, I guess so. Well, you just talked to somebody about missing agents that got you put on this case. Are you telling me that there's no communication from that cell? The impression, the impression I got, Ryan, was that there aren't any missing agents with that designation. The program is very interested in knowing who is using that designation, and you are to report back with that information if it is forthcoming in your endeavors. All right. We'll report back. It's good to be working with you again. Likewise, agent. He hangs up. Ryan hangs up the phone and informs the rest of the team on the conversation. Excellent. So we're to look out for anybody using the F designation, though there isn't anybody currently in the area who's supposed to be using the F designation. Yes. Am I understanding that correctly? I as mean, good as I do. For all we know, that note was written months ago. Totally agree. Uh, I don't like the sound of it. It's weird, but I, uh, I'm with you. This conversation happens Thursday morning, actually, over a continental breakfast delivered from nearby Benigans to the to the winter and you guys enjoy this this additional fine grub from America's favorite deli Benigans Benigans <laughs> you'll eat it uh, <laughs> you'll, you'll eat it that's so good Romeo is wearing a tight fitting Armani suit it just barely fits over his frame, but it seems to work. Uh, Royzen, what are you wearing for the next scene? Royzen would have pulled out just slacks and a nice blouse. And actually, before we even leave the hotel, I'm going to call St. Bart's and ask if it's a good time for us to drop in. Sure. So you call the main switchboard. There's a wonderful musical intro talking about the school, the hours. It has a long list of possible places to be routed to, but you go towards the admissions entry. You speak to a clerk who would be happy 
to go ahead and set up an appointment with you for next next consideration, which will be in four years. They ask if your little tyke will, if that will work for them, or if they uh, don't fall in the age range that is handled by St. Bartholomew's at that time. So that would absolutely be perfect for what we're looking for in the time frame we're looking at. However, I'd really like to stop by and take a look at the school myself, you know, just we're checking a few different places and we want to make sure we find the absolute perfect fit for our little Patricia. Of course. Well, if that time frame's going to work for little Patricia, then we'd be happy to show you around and, and let you let you understand exactly what St. Bartholomew Academy can bring to, to your young charge. That would be absolutely wonderful. We're actually, we're looking at moving to the area and we're only in town for the day. Would it be possible for us to drop by just for 20 minutes and talk to someone? Oh, that's highly irregular. Let, let, me, let me see what I can do for you. After a brief pause, the clerk comes back on and an assistant dean of St. Bartholomew Academy has made herself available to take you around at 1.30 p.m. today. That is absolutely perfect. Roizen, you and Romeo prepare for your appointment to get little Patricia the proper education she deserves. Next stop, St. Bartholomew's Academy and the wonders of Delta Green Parenting. of the one you know as Relic. Because his dreams attract attention from entities with which I do not prefer to interface at this time. I use binaural frequencies to adjust his so-called thinking patterns, and this helps. But he is very tired constantly, drifting through life in a dim gray haze. I find this a satisfactory compromise. I am also listening to and recording more of Sorry Honey, I Have to Take This. It is a good podcast because it is a story that is written by beings who believe they govern the apparent choices they make during the courses of their lives. But they do not, and this is very humorous, and I record it all. You should support the work so it continues. There is a Twitter, at Sorry Honey Cast. There is a website, sorryhoney.captivate.fm On the garish face of this site is a Discord server link where various beings congregate and compare their innermost thoughts through pictographs and hastily chosen words. Special insight is provided for those who dwell here, but it comes at a great cost to their tenuous grasp on the firmament. Leave your glowing words on iTunes or Google Podcasts in the form of a review. This tricks blind and lost algorithms into promoting this show to additional beings. Do not worry, this trick is welcome. 
as it provides the wretched algorithms with something to do. And thus they can successfully endure their lowly existence for another brief flickering moment. Provide currency by visiting and subscribing at coffee.com slash sorryhoney. Similarly to a Lemurian word of power, this is spelled ko-fi.com slash sorryhoney. Currency is the finest way to help continue the work. Okay, yep. Yeah, this is definitely on the fritz. Huh. No batteries in this thing. That's weird. Well, I might as well try and get some sleep, figure this out in the morning. <laughs>